0: amen amen well it's great to be here with you uh, happy, new year. happy new year yeah that was just like nine o'clock that was just you guys are not ready for the uptake are you ready happy new year there we go. All right. Great to have you guys with us and we're excited to be getting going in this new year And uh, god is doing much already and it's exciting to see that Hey, if you're uh, visiting for the first time, it's gonna be a little different today. All right So i'm gonna just kind of break it down into two sections The first thing we're gonna do is just a little bit of a family chat Get a quick review over last year and set up for where we're headed for this next year. All right Get a little family chat piece and then we'll jump into the word and uh, take a challenge there uh Family challenge if you will. All right, so we'll walk through this a little differently than normal So family chat. Here we go. The key word for the family chat is the word new uh, It's the word new. What's the key word? New. new all right We got a lot of things new going on some stuff from last year and some new things that we've just started rolling out And so let's just start making the list. Here we go We got some new signs out there in the hallway and a new look. All right. Have you noticed? Okay, and some of you are like, oh, I I can't say anything. I'm going to put my head down in shame. I didn't notice a thing. And, and uh, I hear you. You, like me, should not be the witness of a crime because we would know nothing and be able to tell them nothing, right? And uh, yeah, we've changed some colors of walls out there. We put some signs out. And uh, you know what? We're just beginning to make this more and more home as we move along, okay? And the main point here is to get some clear delineations throughout the hallway of where things are at. And, you know, we've talked about the 309. Dude, if you don't know where that is now, have you seen that sign out there? It's as big as my body now. So 309, just look for a giant sign out there, all right? And we're just excited about getting some good signage out there and some good clear uh, delineation on that. That's the first piece. The second. We've got a new website. We just rolled it out in the last 24 hours. All right. And uh, we've been rolling it out right after the new year here and excited about this. It is tight. It has great information in it. Uh, we've really condensed it down, made it easy to flow through. It's a very sharp looking, very up-to-date website. Mike has spent a lot of time on it. Appreciate the work there. And uh, uh, I'm just telling you, this website is going to be great for us. We've gotten off of the old service provider as well, and so uh, a few hiccups that we were having are kind of gone, and I'm just excited about this website. It's a great next step for us as we move into 2015, and uh, you certainly uh, will be able to find the women's website now on there. You know, I'm talking about? Some of you have been looking around, looking for the resource, and, and it's now very easy and very accessible under adults, and everything just drops down nice, makes sense, and, and uh, how it's all organized there uh, Things will go much smoother in my home now. So uh new website, new bulletin as well. You may not have noticed, but uh, we've got a new bulletin look to it, a new look and feel just going around the horn here, making some changes to freshen some things up the new look on that. And uh, so we've got all the way from Pinecrest. Hopefully you noticed the new sign as you were coming in. There's actually a new sign even on Pinecrest. All the way into the atrium and right into the seat in your bulletin. We've got a new look and feel. All right. So a lot going on with that. Just a nice fresh update. And, uh, Lord willing, that'll set us up for a great new ministry year here. New staff. New staff. This last year we added on some new staff. Let's just go back and uh, re-evaluate or not evaluate but re-announce here. So, uh, Richard McGill, we had him on as a, yeah, we're not evaluating him. How do you all think Richard did? And uh, we're not doing that. All right. So Richard McGill. Uh, came in as our pastor over um, congregational and uh, counsel, biblical counseling, just doing some care there, and uh, it's a sweet time for him to be able to uh, really dig in and uh, walk along with people in the midst of some struggles and hurts, and he's done a great job with that. Richard, we brought in Mitch Tucker as well as our uh, youth pastor, took over the high school ministry, doing a great job there and bringing a lot of laughter and a lot of uh, strong teach there and love what Mitch is doing. Uh, we've also brought in Katie Minahan. We hired her in as front desk reception. And uh, if you haven't been into our offices during the week, you'll uh, meet Katie when you come in. She's sitting at the front desk, beaming, smile, sweetheart. Great to have Katie with us, and uh, she's a great addition. Uh, we've also added Elizabeth Buer to the children's admin. She's helping out with children's on a uh, weekly basis there now. And, you know, we have over 600 kids in uh, children's. 600 kids. So it takes a little bit of staff and it takes a lot of volunteer. So appreciate all that you guys are doing as volunteers with that. And we've added uh, a staff person as well just to help keep things organized and running well there. Uh, we've added a few people to worship as well. And uh, so we've added in Shane Rocky just here in December. Uh, he's just putting in a couple hours a week, but he's working with the choirs. So he did some with our Christmas stuff. He'll be doing Easter things. Uh, he's rolling out a kid's choir piece plus an adult choir. If you're thinking, boy, I would love to actually serve in the choir as maybe like my full-time serving thing around here. This is something to be looking into. Heads up. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. Uh, he's going to be doing more with that. Shane is over the next year here and just excited for what we're rolling out in that. Uh, endeavor and then cammy reisinger as well cammy is uh, just coming on here at the beginning of the new year and uh, she's doing some assist in the ram- range of vocals with what's going on up front and then also helping out with doing some admin for worship so those are some names we've added in uh, just in this past year and getting ready right at the new year to launch uh, love what god's doing we've got a strong staff and uh, an unbelievable staff who's really pouring it on for christ just wanted to give some shout outs to the new that we've got there All right, we got a new that I want to get announced. I need everybody listening well to this, okay? New names for two of our ministries. We've got new names coming out, all right? So we're no longer going to have Party with the Pastors, Peak Performance as the names. Party with the Pastors and Peak Performance, that's the last time I'm announcing those names, all right? We're now going with a new name. So the new name for Party with the Pastors is First Connections. All right. First connections. So it's that one step you take after you've been here on a Sunday. You like what's going on. You're trying to figure out what to do first. Right. It's that great next step. Stepping in, you get a chance to do it. Just have some laughs and a lunch. You're meeting some staff and elders. We're probably going to keep that a little smaller each time now. Those were getting uh, really huge. That other thing we did that we won't talk about name of. Like that was getting really huge. We had a lot of numbers at it. So we're probably going to have more of these first connections and really making some great connections that way and being able to get to know you and you to get to know us as well. So excited about doing that. First connections. Uh, What's it called? First First connections. All right. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And then the other one, instead of peak performance, we're now calling that Discover Harvest. All right. Discover Harvest. So it's a way to come here and make Harvest your home. All right, we're excited about being able to evaluate all that God is doing and hear of all that God is doing and then be able to figure out, Lord, how do I step into this place? How do I become a disciple, complete disciple following after you? That's Discover Harvest. Uh, our older program that I won't name again, right, was running about four, four and a half hours, Discover Harvest. We're going to target that probably more around the three range. We're figuring that out still as we write it here in January. We'll let you know the first time we run it, how long it really is, right? So discover harvest we're figuring some of those details out. It'll be first connections and discover harvest first connections is coming up That'll be february 1st and then discover harvest will be february 8th. All right, so those are our two new ones What are the names again? All right, good deal you guys have it so help me out for those who weren't here on january 4th We roll the new names out on january 11th people are gonna be like What is that and now you all know so you can help all right? so one other new thing here, uh, right at the end of the year, our finance team sat down and took a look at things and we ended up uh, being able to refi the mortgage and uh, appreciate the work that they did with that. And so we've got a new mortgage out. We originally had a mortgage at $4.7 million and 4.75%. Uh, we're now sitting at a uh, 3.5 million at the end of the year here as we've refied and paid down some things with your faithfulness. So we're sitting at 3.5 million, 3.75%. And uh, that's just a huge deal guys have done a great job. We've already paid off $1.2 million of the principal and just continuing to be faithful to that. As we see excess money that's sitting here that's come in, we will be paying it against that and paying down the mortgage, all right? So we appreciate your faithfulness in it and uh, continue with that. And uh, I'm just telling you, I love what the finance team has been doing and their work in it, their faithfulness there. Uh, Great job as we now are set up well for these next years. And um, so that's that, new mortgage. and then one last thing here, you know, when you do all these news, you end up with needing to pay for those things, right? Ministries and staff and all that stuff. And so we do have a new budget. Uh, in the years past, we've had a going home campaign and the budget, two separate things that were being tracked in the bulletin. There's now one thing we've rolled that all together. There's one number for the week and that number is a little bit over $56,000 now. And that's a weekly need that's going on. Just so you know, everybody hearing me on this, need you all looking up here now. Okay. Everybody hear me on this. Last year's income, a little bit over 3.2 million. I don't have the exact number right now, but a little bit over 3.2 and our budget right now is a little bit under 3 million, okay? We've tried to plan our spending budget for this next year to be a couple hundred thousand below what came in last year. We're just trying to be good stewards of what's going on and if God continues to give faithfully, we're great with that. That'll give us some headroom to be able to pay down more mortgage and there's some other things we can do over time and maybe it means more staff or whatever at that time if ministries are really growing, but we're trying to be good stewards of what God's entrusted us to. We're going to be very careful with what's going on. We're not trying to do the, hey, let's just keep praying for more and more. And we're being very faithful to what he's given us and being real to it and to love how God's been blessing it. Your giving and your worship has just been on fire and uh, so appreciate it. It's allowed us to do a ton of things in ministry around here. Uh, do you realize that we've had like almost 75 people saved in this last year? We had over a hundred baptized. Like God is, yeah, amen to that. Just a ton of great ministry going on, God being glorified, much worship taking place, and you on fire. Appreciate all you're doing, and uh, we are setting up, getting ready for a great 2015. So God bless you all. Thank you for being here with that and uh, excited for it. Uh, one last new, all right, and uh, new health for me. That will be the prayer as we move forward. And um, so just so you know, as many of you heard, in December, we had an MRI come in. Uh, uh, we had an MRI taken and I, I said that in the first service as well. We did not have an MRI. I was in the MRI. We got results though. It'd be a little awkward to have two people in an MRI for those who've been in one. And, uh, so I uh, ended up having an MRI and we got the results back on that. And, uh, it did show that the tumor that I've got, I've got, let's just call it a brain tumor for a simple discussion. Uh, is growing uh, quicker than maybe we had hoped. We were hoping to wait until June to do surgery, but we need to address it. So we've been setting up that calendar and trying to get that set over the Christmas break, and we got that nailed down. So that date will be uh, January 8th. That's this Thursday. So it came up fast. We had a choice. We could wait and go into February or March, and um, the tumor could wait, but uh, but I couldn't. Do you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I really wanted to get this thing addressed faster than slower, and so uh, appreciate uh, those who are working with us and helping out with that, and so we got January 8th nailed down. That is this Thursday. comes up fast. So we're going after the tumor and the surgery this week. It's the same as before. It'll be a three to four week kind of healing time and all that. Um, I'm just going to ask the elders uh, to come on up. Uh, they're going to pray over us and over this church as well, and uh, while they're doing that, I'll give you a little bit more update as the elders are getting in place. So uh, the surgery, let's just talk about it for a second. Same as last time. So up through the nose and uh, back through the sinus walls and, and then taking some of the skull out and then going up and, and uh, taking out the tumor that way and coming back out. So that it leaves the face without any scarring. Praise God for that. There is some healing that's going on inside. And so that does take about three to four weeks to heal. We'll see what that time frame is. And uh, we'll just trust God for that and uh, so then what's going on around here then, man? Like, what's happening in this place? And, uh, man, we've got a strong set of elders, and uh, we've got a strong staff. And I uh, just love the team that God has put together. And then you p- partner that with the volunteers that we have going on here. This church is ready to rock. And uh, so I love what God's put in place. January is well in hand. Uh, well, what about the Preaching. What's going on with that? And so, hey, the Harvest Bible Fellowship, right? That's the connection of all the Harvest Bible chapels. We all have relationship with each other, friendship. And I've reached out into the fellowship and gotten a few people to preach for us. We've got a great, strong lineup. And so uh, next week, January 11th, will be uh, Pastor Steve McGinnis will be preaching. We're rolling out a sermon that I was going to roll out. We've got some mission stuff going on and some compassion opportunities. And I won't go into any of the details. I'll let Steve talk about that next week, but some great opportunities with some compassion stuff in this area that we want to get after as a church and get on it with everything we have. All right. So he'll be rolling some of that out next week and excited about that message. And that'll uh, be a real tender time there. Uh, That'll be on the 11th. January 18th, so that's two Sundays from now, um, we're going to have Pastor James McDonald in. He'll be preaching here, okay? And uh, what a sweet opportunity that is. And and I know many of you, I can tell by your facial expression and stuff, you know the name. And uh, so James McDonald, he's obviously preaching on Walk in the Word Radio and now Walk in the Word TV. And uh, he has offered to come down and be a part of this service. And I just want to say, too, just get the word out here. Look, James isn't doing this for pay, anything like that. He just cares about this body and what's going on, and he's coming down to work. And so uh, there is not pay that's going on. He actually specifically asked that as we talked it out. Please make sure that's not happening. And uh, we appreciate his heart in it. Love James and love his willingness to preach here. And I'll just tell you, there's probably the strongest expositing preacher in the United States. And it's great to have him here. So don't want to miss it. Make sure you're here for that. That's January 18th. And then uh, January 25th, that'll be the week after that, is Pastor Ron Zappia. And uh, he's the senior pastor of at Harvest Bible Chapel Naperville. That's the guy that I sat under for a number of years and worked with. And uh, Ron will be down here to help fill the pulpit on that weekend. So that's January, and uh, we'll figure out the rest as we kind of move along from there, all right? So, hey, God's got this in hand. God is good. He knows what he's doing. I'm telling you, all year long, something didn't feel right about January and the pulpit curriculum that I had set up, the preaching calendar. I couldn't explain what it was. I didn't know. Well, God knew. And so here's where we're at, is God's gonna be bringing some guys in and we're gonna be doing some healing and God's gonna be doing a great work. And we're trusting in him and we're leaning on him. Our God knows what he's doing. We always trust him. And all of God's people said, That's where we're at, all right? So I'm going to hand it over to
1: Steve for some prayer time. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we are so blessed to uh, be involved with a body of believers that so firmly believe in the power of prayer, Lord. And uh, what a blessing to be able to lift up Tim and John at this time. Uh, Lord, we just pray now for Tim very specifically, Lord, that uh, this surgery will go well, Lord, that uh, they will be able to uh, get all of the tumor removed, Lord. That uh, the recovery will be uh, swift. Uh, that Tim will be able to return uh, to full strength, Lord. Uh, we just uh, pray that you will be so close to him as he walks us through with physicians, uh, Lord. In this time of recovery, we pray for Jana and, and for uh, their daughters now, also, Lord. Uh, we just pray that the love of this body, uh, Lord, the love that, they, that you have for them, Lord, will just sh- pour over them, that they will feel that they are completely protected. Lord, we know that you are sovereign over everything, that you are in control of this situation. As Tim has just spoken, Lord, that you are going ahead of this situation and preparing the way. And we just pray that in the midst of this, Lord, that they will feel a sense of peace, a sense of love, that they will just feel complete trust, Lord, as they step through this. Uh, Lord, we pray that this body will also, Lord, uh, show up in such a big way to respond in, in continuous prayer uh, that they will feel protected. Uh, again, Lord, uh, we just pray through all of this that Tim will recover quickly, uh, that he will be back to preaching soon. Uh, but, Lord, in the midst of this, we pray that your will will be done and that in all of this, Uh, You will get all the glory and all the credit, and much will be made of you as more and more come to a walk where they're all in, where their worship belongs to you, Lord, and that they are growing through this and changing in a way that they may have never seen.
2: Our gracious Father, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, recognizing that you are the God of the universe, the one who holds this world in the palm of your hand, but even more than that, you hold our lives in the palm of your hand. And for Tim and for Jana and for Megan and Alyssa, we just want to surrender this family into your care and your keeping. Our Father, we thank you that you are a God that, that works, that moves, that heals, that that uh, just works in some incredible ways. And so, Father, our prayer here for Tim is that you would just bring healing to his body, wholeness to his soul, and that you would just work in some incredible ways here. Pray for Jonah that you would give her a, a peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray, Father, that in the midst of this, that uh, this family's worship would not be disrupted because of this. But even though we find ourselves at times walking through those valleys, we know that you've promised to never leave us or forsake us. And so, Father, I pray for this family. I pray for Tim and for John. And I ask, Lord, that as they walk this valley for this season, that you would just be very near and dear to them, that their hearts would be guarded, that you would bring healing and wholeness and hope in the midst of this time and they would be able to celebrate you and just see you working in the midst of all of this, that you might be praised, that you might be lifted up, and that you might be glorified. And so, Father, we pray all of these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and all of God's people said,
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. So, that's family chat, family challenge it's 2015 and uh turning a corner and starting it all out new and fresh and and uh what's that look like how do i go after a fresh start how do i biblically go after it right i mean i went past gold's gym this week and uh saw a lot of cars in the parking lot and i'm guessing there's going to be a few less in a few weeks you know what i'm talking about Like, let's not go after a change that's nothing more than a human endeavor. We're putting our effort out there, and a few weeks out, we're tapped. Uh, Lord, how do I go after real change in my life, real fresh start where you're honored, where you're glorified? That's what we're answering today, all right? So open your Bibles, if you will, to Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43, verse 16, and we got ushers coming forward. They got Bibles in their hands. If you need a Bible, just raise your hand, they'll get one to you, all right? <clears throat> Isaiah 43 verse 16 That's where we're going to be today starting from there so First point And uh, just so you know I know there's no points in your bulletin. That's not a new thing. That's just a today thing All right We were working through some of the sermon for today and what it would be and we thought it might be better to Just go ahead and uh, have you guys write the whole sentences in so that I could be nailing this down over the weekend here So here's the first point down with stale memories up with fresh faith, down with stale memories, up with fresh faith. That's the first step, all right? And uh, I got to tell you, as I dove into this passage, I thought I knew what it was talking about. And as I studied a little bit more, I realized I didn't know what I was talking about at all. And uh, I had to readjust some things on even what we were going through and what this was talking about. Uh, the first step here is uh, to make sure we understand the context. So remember, like in the time of Exodus, when they came out of Egypt, that was somewhere around 1450 BC, okay? It's a long time ago. 1450 BC, they came out of Egypt with Exodus. And then there was like 900 years that passed and they were now in exile in Babylon, okay? 900 years have passed. And they're trying to figure out life, and they're trying to work through things. And remembering back to Exodus was a 900-year-old memory. That's some of what was going on. And so this writing here in Isaiah 43 is about getting out of Babylon and some of the helping in the issues of Babylon and God's role in that. Okay, that's where we're at. That's the context. And have you ever heard this phrase before? People don't care what you know till they know that you care. Have you heard that? Right, and, and so what's that mean? It means really walking in and just giving a bunch of information is not helpful. People need to know that you're actually there with them. You're hurting with them. You're caring for them. And and then the information you have to bring has so much more to say to them. All right, And uh, God knows that. So actually in verse 14, if you look back real quick, we're not going to camp here, but just walk through it real fast. God's like, let me introduce myself. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer. Holy one of israel and then he skips down to verse 15. I am the lord your holy one the creator of israel your king The name list of god Right, and he gave him just a few to understand him better. He's like I want you to understand. I am redeemer I'm the one who purchases you with my blood And i'm the one going after you holy one. In fact, he connects it together in verse 15 lord capital L. Capital O, capital R, capital D. Lord, right? And that means the personal name of God. Every time in the Old Testament, you see Lord capped like that, all caps. That means he's using his personal name. It literally says, I am Yahweh. I am the I am. That's what it's saying in the Hebrew. And he's using his personal name here. He's talking about from eternity past to eternity future. I exist. Like, you need to understand, I don't depend on anyone for my existence. That's who I am. The Lord. Holy one. Perfect. Righteous. Never makes a bad choice. Ever. Ever. Holy one. The creator of Israel. He speaks and it exists. Right? He stands in the presence of and sustains it creator and sustainer that's who he is and your king like king of the universe yes and king personally over the individual your king and uh and i pray that this morning you know him as your king that he's in charge in your life that you're giving him reign and rule in your life as your king this is how god introduces himself now we jump into verse 16 here we go thus says The Lord And you don't start a sermon out any better than that Right, like when you're trying to preach that's the way you preach thus says the Lord Like when you start out and you're like, hey, I had a thought Just so you know, not very powerful. All right. I know that's kind of the move nowadays Hey, everybody has their thoughts and we'll pull them all together and just so you know the one who has the thought that counts most Thus says the Lord and, uh, this is some serious preach going down. God's got some things to say and he wants us to hear from him, alright? Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth, um, chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down. They cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do you hear the, uh, sound of Exodus in these words? Are you hearing it? Uh, he makes a way in the sea. Right? like the parting of the waters, makes a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. Uh, he brings forth chariot and horse like when the Egyptian horses came out, uh, thundering forward, trying to take life from Israel and kill. And uh, the chariots and the horses and the armies and the warriors, and well, they lie down. They cannot rise. Done. God's hand on them. God protecting Israel as all this Egyptian warriors were killed by the waters. The Israelites didn't do anything, right? He's using the sound of all that's going on with the exodus. But catch this. It's all in the present tense. It's all in the present tense as it's going down. He's like, just so you know, I didn't just do that then, man. I'm doing that right now in your life. I'm moving the waters in your life. I'm taking care of the struggles and problems in your life. God at work right here and right now in your struggle. And you're like, I don't know if I I know if I believe that, Tim, hang on. We're going to deal with it a little bit more here. It says, thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, miracles as God does huge things in our life. And, uh, it says, they lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Quenched like a wick. And I love that analogy. You know, we light candles in our house um, all over the place, all, really all year long, and uh, I don't light any of them, just so you know. Uh, but John lights these candles and gets them lit, and it gets a different smell in the place. But I tell you, the smell I love most is when you blow that thing out. You know what I'm talking about? And the smoke of the candle wafts up. I love the smell of the candle that was just extinguished. And uh that's what he's talking about here. The candle that's extinguished and this smoke that's coming up. And you know, like when you walk up to a candle and you lick, you know, you lick your two fingers and go. And you see that smoke rise, and it just fills the whole room. He's like, just so you know, that's God with you, and he's addressing your problem, and all it takes from him is this problem handled, praise be to God. And the smell of the candle rising is like the smell of God at work in your life. Him doing something you could not do. And he's like, I'm just telling you, it's an awesome thing with our holy God at work. And uh, now he says something here. He says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Well, that sounds pretty basic. Like, hey man, don't be thinking about yesterday. And, and uh, Really? We're not supposed to think about yesterday. Well, that's what it says. Remember not the former things and the things of old. And... Hang on, Tim. I thought I remembered you preaching something out of Psalm 105 where you were like, remember the mighty works of God. Worship him as you remember. And what about Isaiah 46, where it says the exact opposite? This says, remember not the former things. Isaiah 46 says, remember the former things. What is up? Is the scripture contradicting itself? Is this something that we let, I knew I shouldn't have trusted that verse. Take it out. Like, what are we doing with this verse? And you need to be very careful when you read scripture, not to just read one verse and say, okay, I get it. I'm jumping in. Uh, Look at the next verse because it answers everything. He says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Are you hearing it? Behold, I am doing a new thing. Like the reason you are not to consider the old at this moment is because the new is on. It's happening and taking place right in front of you. Don't miss what God's doing. Don't just hang in memories. Also notice the present work of your God. That's what he's saying. Do not just remember the days of old. I'm doing something right now and new. And now it says this, behold. And what does that word mean? It It means check it out, right? Every time you see the word behold, it means stop and get ready to watch. A miracle is taking place. Check it out. And behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? And uh, you hearing him? He's like, I'm just telling you, I'm doing something in your life and you may not even know it. It's time for you to smell the candle has gone out. It's time for you to get that God is moving, that he is doing something new and massive in your life. It is springing up right now. And uh, whatever that problem is, that's at work. I, I don't know, Tim, you don't know what I'm going through. I mean, you don't know what's happening with the finances in my home. And, and you don't know about my job and the stuff that's going on there. And, and you don't know what I'm struggling with in my family and the hurts that are taking place. And the, you don't know the loneliness that I'm wrestling with. And, and God loves you. And he is with you in the midst of that storm. And all of God's people said, it's a good spot for an amen. I'm telling you, God loves you. And he's working through it with you. He has a plan. He is doing something new. Do you perceive it? Do you see it? Can you sense him working? God's hand in your life, there is no greater privilege. And uh, he says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? See, here's the problem. A lot of times, the reason we don't perceive it is we actually do look back and remember, but we remember the wrong things. I just wrote this down. Three disabling memories. Three memory, memories that can cripple us right where we stand. All right? First, uh, hurts. Hurts. We look back and we remember how much it hurt, how much my heart was upset. My stomach was doing flip-flops. I had such nervousness or concern. My my The pain that I was experiencing was overwhelming in that moment. And we're becoming an expert of how we feel back then. And we talk through the hurt over and over and over and over. And it becomes crippling. Now, be careful Uh, when he says, remember not part of what we are to forget. We are to let go is just the me world. You know what I'm saying? Becoming an expert of me in every little nuance of it and the hurts that I went through. The second one is not just the hurts, but the failures. You know what I'm talking about? It may be a bad decision you made. It may have just been a discernment thing that was off. It may have been outright, all out selfishness and sin. And you train wreck yourself in failure. And you're like, what was I thinking? How could I have chosen that? In in all the choices that I had. And that's what I went after? Look what I did to myself. And look what I did to my family. And look. Failure. We start living on that failure. And longing that it never happened. And All of a sudden, the only thing we are is an expert of the fact that I failed. Guess what my next step is every time? Then I lead myself down failure path. Well, I'm a failure, so my worship isn't worth it. God doesn't want me and I... Right? And we start quoting off lies and we start stopping ourselves in our tracks. And uh, Hurts and failures. And then the third one I wrote down is shame. I don't even want anybody to know about it. I just want to hide it and shame it's that weight on your shoulders that keeps you standing from standing up before your god and honoring him shame see here's the deal man it's not wrong to look back and recognize those things as wrong but the job then is to bring them before your god and to lay them at his feet confess them away and be done with it your god has it covered here's his title I am redeemer. Are you hearing it? You bring me your failures. You bring me your shames. You bring me your sin. You drop it at my feet and I will do an amazing work in you. God's message to you. Hope. We have a God who is doing new things. Praise be to God. New things at all times. And, uh, As we just continue forward here in this part of the passage, he says that he uh, is doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? And all too often it becomes easy to not perceive when we look back. I I got an email in the past week or two here uh, from someone who was up in Naperville. We did ministry with them and life with them as we were on staff up there. And uh, this person wrote in and just said, um, it's amazing what God's been doing. And uh, just kind of walked through a little bit of their history as they had a struggle uh, with self and with hurt. And they were going down a track that was hurting them for the long run. It was hurting those around them. And, uh, you know, she was steeped in sexual sin and it was eating her up. She was going after stuff that would satisfy self in the moment, but it was train wrecking tomorrow. And uh, as we had a life and a talk together with her, it was amazing to watch some of what went on. And uh, as she wrote to me, she just said, I don't even know if you know what all went on. Uh, I'm in Bible college now. I've handed over all of what went down and I'm done with that. Like God is doing an amazing work in me. And I cannot wait to be a minister for him every day. I long to be able to share who he is. And I'm excited about what he's doing in me day by day. Man, she is done with the failures and the hurts of yesterday and on with the hope of tomorrow and all that God is doing. That can be yours. Fresh start. Done with the failures. Done with the hurts. Done with the shame. Hand it to your God. On with him. It's time for God to get the glory and the worship. He says now a few things that he promises to do. Uh, behold, I am doing a new thing and now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And when we think of wilderness and desert, it's not happy thoughts, right? It's those spots where you're stuck and you can't get out and you need assist. And God's got promise, man. The things you need, he's providing a way and Water. He provides your need. He provides for your need. Everybody just say, my God provides for my need. need. Do you believe that? I mean, as you face 2015, do you really believe that? No matter what I'm looking at, my God provides in the midst. I will trust him. Huge deal. And uh, I just wrote this down. Uh, Do not allow... Failures of yesterday or fears of tomorrow to cripple your trust of today Do not allow your failures of yesterday Or your fears of tomorrow to cripple your trust of today Hear me Lord may my trust Be on With you No fears, no failures being talked about Just you being celebrated And uh Just put a little challenge out there for you you know, in our bulletin, we've got a reading plan. We have it there all the times, five-day reading plan. And we also have it up on the website. And uh, as you're looking for something to launch into for this new year, if you're looking for a reading plan, get into this one, all right? This reading plan for the month of January, it's going to walk you through the book of James. Like, Lord, what does it look like for me to follow after you and honor you and worship you? What does it look like for me to make much of you? That's the book of James, right? different things that you can do with your life and your hands and your lips and your feet and your heart that God might be honored. That's first. And then the second part of January is promises from your God. Scripture where God says, I promise you, this is who I am. Trust me. And, uh, man, make your January an amazing month of you handing yourself over to God and watching God work. Perceive him at work. Perceive the new he's doing. And uh, this is my request. Every day when you sit down to be able to walk through the scripture, just say this. Lord, help me perceive the new thing you're doing in my life. Lord, may I perceive your hand at work and worship you with all I've got. Fresh start. It's an amazing little worship moment between you and your God, all right? And uh, as for me, uh, well, we've got a surgery going on this week. And uh, January 8th, this Thursday, and uh, it goes forward from there, three to four weeks of healing. We'll see what it is. We'll let God be the dictator of that. And... uh And we've got something going on that's huge, and we will be trusting him. Amen? We will trust and worship him. How about you? What are you going through? What has God called you to face? Maybe it's over the whole year, maybe it's in this next day or week. What's God calling you to? Time to trust him in this moment. Watch him work and perceive him doing an amazing new thing in you. And all of God's people said, and here's my request, really get the name of it. What's that struggle? Really get it. And now hand it to him. You've got it, God. I'm trusting you and I'm watching you work. And I'm looking for a fresh start in 2015. That is an awesome start to where we're headed. Second point. uh, On with worship, enjoyment, and praise. On with worship, enjoyment, and praise. Uh, This is going to be a short one. We're just going to, Knock this out real quick, but check it out here. He says, the wild beasts will honor me. That's how big God is. Even the animals are going to be making much of God. Yes, the stones will cry out. Yes, the animals will cry out. It says, the wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. I have no idea how an ostrich worships, but I'm sure it'll look cool, right? And uh, much being made of, of our God. And the wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, needs being fulfilled. Right? And uh, he says here at the end, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. That's your call. That they might declare my praise. Praise and honor. That's what it looks like. We must go after him no matter what lies ahead. God, you've got this in hand. I will worship you no matter what I'm facing. You have my attention. You are awesome, God. Worship him. That's what it looks like. I just wrote this down, to praise and honor him. It means three steps. Despite what lies ahead, see God's handiwork in the moment and thank him and stand for him. Thank him and stand for him. I'm just telling you, when your thankfulness drops, your worship drops. It is time for our thankfulness, no matter what's going on, To be able to say, Lord, you're in charge. We love you. We're ready to worship you no matter what. That's the call, all right? So here's the deal. Obviously, a lot has changed in the last few weeks on what we're going to be doing here in January, and uh, another little piece that I wanted to bring to you this morning and to be able to share with you. We have a family that's going through a ton, and I'm just going to ask them to come on down and get in the baptismal. We're going to do something a little different. We normally do a big baptismal service, right? And uh, trust me, they'll come sooner or later. And uh, we normally do a big bat- baptismal service. We're doing that at the end of March. For those who want to be baptized, we'd love to be getting you baptized in March, all right? And uh, we're doing something special today. We've got a family who's going through something huge. And uh, it just fits so well with this message of fresh starts, no matter what. And so I'm just going to hand this over to Mike and Brian and Wendy. I'm going to hand it to you, and you're going to walk us through. Let's remember, we're doing a baptism here. We are celebrating God at work, and there's a lot of life story going on as well. Mike.
3: Well, this is a a privilege for me. I've known uh, Brian and Wendy for a lot of years, and um, a privilege to walk through where God has them right now. And he 's got them on a, a tough journey, uh, but to see god 's hand of faithfulness and i 'm excited for them to share with you uh, their story a little bit and so uh, we're going to walk through it uh, like we normally kind of do, but with a little bit opportunity for you guys to share um, but Brian first um, first just tell us how did you come to know Christ as your savior
4: uh, it's actually funny I couldn 't remember the exact date and I found wendy 's Bible. And uh, she had wrote April 2001 And it reminded me of exactly the day it was Or the time frame it was Um, She was raised Catholic I kind of was hit and miss with my parents And uh, so I thought, okay, I'll become Catholic She is, so I was going through catechism And uh, she was going through another route Of wondering who God and Jesus was And she turned around and I went into pure Christians, women, and uh, the questions she was bringing home and asking, I'd ask at catechism, and they weren't always the same answers. We'd be getting the same, and and, uh, it was really neat. By the time it was done, she'd went her way, I went mine. But right around the same time, we ended up coming to Christ End up going to Grace Presbyterian is where we end up going first. It's neat to see how God brought you guys down different paths, but ended up at the, yeah, and at the same point, the same place. And, and it so, was almost near the same time. Yeah. You know, you don't normally hear that. So tell us, um,
3: a little bit, start back and kind of tell us a little bit the journey you've been on and where God has you guys and what you're learning, where where he's growing you, and what, what he's got you going through right now.
4: Uh, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2009 and, uh surgeries uh took it away then radiation um each year it kept coming back to a different spot from my back to my lung to my lung again and then it the fourth time it came back it mass went into my spine and into my hip and uh with radiation and chemo there was no surgery at that point um but the chemo the radiation the cancer ended up destroying my spine the l3 and uh I'd already had hip problems, but it just made it worse, so now there's a constant limp. Um, But during that time, we had strayed a little bit from God. We'd go to church here and there, was never as well as you should. And uh, during that time, you start to wonder where he is, why is he not around. Um, You start reading, you start praying, you start realizing you need somebody more than yourself to get through things. So here we are now. And
3: just tell a little bit, um, you kind of struggled at the beginning with what was God's plan for all this and yeah. kind of the why am I going through this and, and then kind of walk through what, how did God bring you to the point where you are today where you've come to accept it and have a peace about it?
4: Um, probably like most people, you wonder why you. Um, the night when you're sitting by yourself, you're wondering why why the pain, what did you do to deserve it? Um, you try to answer those questions yourselves. It's not an answer you're ever going to find. And uh, so the only person you can go to is God to pray and ask. And uh, it's never probably a definite answer, but you start to hear people and People will tell you the different things you've made an impression on their lives for certain reasons or things you've done. And you start to realize maybe you've touched somebody that helps them in their journey with Christ or leads them to Christ. You never even know. And, uh, and just how you walk and the way you portray yourself and the way you are. Um, and so during that time frame about two years ago was the biggest struggle was when I got it, when it mastized in my spine and my hip. Um, that was some of the most pain and the sickness you go through with chemo is just horrible. And uh, you start asking questions. You start learning or answering, wondering why the answers of, of why you, why this. And uh, you just get closer. You, the, for me, it was just I started listening again um, to what he had to say. You know, because when you're healthy and everything going fine with your family... You don't need no answers. You think everything is you. It's, of course, when things go wrong that you start looking to figure out how to fix it, how to make it better, what needs to be done. The only way to fix it is God. Amen.
3: I want to do stuff just a little bit different. And so, Wendy, why don't you come here? We'll just, we'll just shift over this way. Why don't you come over? Tell us, Um, I want to hear a little bit, too. We heard a little bit about your story, how you came to know Christ. But tell tell us, how did you come to know Christ as your Savior?
5: I came to know Christ in 2001 also at a uh, small Christian women's retreat. And uh, I kind of, I knew something was happening and then all of a sudden I got this nudge and someone said, okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> you ready? Let's do this. You know, I want all of you. That was the
3: time. That it was, so to yeah, that was it. the
5: time. I you went all,
3: all in and yes. gave God control of your life. I did. That's awesome. So I want, to, I want them to hear kind of your perspective on this. As we talked, as we talked through these past years, you talked a lot about um, control and, and the balance of control and peace and, and all that. So share, how, how has God been pressing in on you and changing your heart in response to all of this that's going on with Brian's cancer? That, that
5: was the biggest thing I had to give up. And that's taken years to work through and actually let go. I thought as caring for Brian as best I could, I sometimes wondered if I was, you know, not doing everything I could do. And then uh, I would get very angry and overwhelmed because of the pain and the constant struggle daily that Brian was trying to breathe, trying to move. Just the normal functions and just getting quite upset with the Lord. And then him putting me down to basically taking, stripping me of everything and making me stop and told me to let it go. It's all of his, I can do no more. I'm cannot do anything. It's He has to be the one and I need to let him do that.
3: And that, that was the point, really, for you. You guys were, God kind of gave you an overwhelming piece about everything.
5: We get that question a lot. Of, I can't understand how we are functioning mm-hmm. and going through because Brian's terminal and they've given him, you know, three to six months. And all we can say is there's only one reason why we're still here <laughs> and we're able to go through it is because God's holding us up the entire time. Amen.
3: Just one last thing, but then I'm gonna, we'll get to the baptism. But okay. What what would you say to people that ask about hope in something that seems so hopeless? How would you respond to, to that?
5: I would say get down on your knees and give everything you have to him. He is the only one that can help you through everything. When someone's screaming in agony and pain, that's all you can do is just get down and beg and plead for him to stay with you and be patient because he works in small ways, but glorious ways. Awesome.
3: Such awesome, awesome story. Thank you guys for sharing. And so now we get to the baptism part. Brian, why don't you share why do you want to be baptized today?
4: it's kind of a neat story how it comes about uh i have a cousin who i don't really get to see very often lives out in colorado uh didn't really grow up together and uh he came to the lord six seven years ago and uh he called me and said hey you know i just learned about you being your cancer and all that and being terminal he goes i wanted to pray with you and i'm like okay you know that's fine you know go ahead he's like no he's like "I, i talked to my pastor and he goes i I mean, I, I want to come to you and pray with you. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, that's, it's not weird to me. I pray all the time. So, okay, sure. <laughs> and you've got to remember, it's not like across the street. He had to fly from Colorado to here. And it was like, okay, if that's really what the Lord is showing you to do. At that same time, my sister-in-law, Wendy's sister, had been praying for somebody to for the Lord to lead, to come to me and pray with me to ease and, you know, just take some of the weight off and, it was a kind of weird when I told her that my cousin was coming to pray. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just, I've been praying for you for that. And I was like, oh, that's neat. Well, he flies in. We prayed and had a couple Bible studies together and just talked. And one of the things that kept coming into my mind as we would talk and pray was I've never truly been baptized. I've never been dunked. And I was like, you know, Jesus did it. I'm like, I've never done that. I'm like, I think that's something I really need to do. That just kept weighing on my heart that you know, before I pass away this is something I need to do. So want to be obedient to uh, Yeah. I want you know it's what he did and what's what you're supposed to do and awesome. You know? I just want to show everybody that. Awesome. How about you, Wendy?
5: Um I noticed that my my talks and prayers with God kind of came a little stagnant and standstill and once Brian kept mentioning baptism over and over again, uh he he pushed and pushed God told me he wants to see he wants he wants to see me show him that i 'm all in awesome what
3: well, 's a great testimony and we 're thankful that we get to hear your heart and hear how god 's working and we 'll be praying for you guys as a body and uh, praying that God continues to move and protect your family through this and um, so now we 're going to shift over a little bit so if you want to come on over. Brian, because of you I say this kinda of over my shoulder. But Brian, because of your testimony and the evidence of God working in your life, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. because of your testimony, your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and the evidence of Him at work in your life. I baptize you in the name of the Father. You're going to want to hold on for this. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: So, uh, no matter what, no matter where, he gets everything. Powerful. And I love Brian, love his words as we chatted just a little bit. And, and um, you know, he just wasn't sure that. Making it through to March when we do the full baptismal together would be something that would happen. And is that in God's hand or not? Well, you know, is God going to go that way? So instead, let's go ahead and do a, a celebration with Him right here and now. And uh, love being able to get the word out, love being able to see them get their word out of their trust in Him. Your turn. What's God calling you to trust Him for this year? It's time for a fresh start. God glorified. Worshiping him with all you've got. And don't look back to some stale story. It's time to perceive him at work right here and now. And give him your all. And all of God's people said, let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for who you are. We are amazed. We are in awe. That we have hope in you in this broken world. That we can trust you as Redeemer and Savior and Lord. That in the midst of these hurts, you rally to our side. Lord, we thank you for families who are giving us an example of what it looks like. We thank you for their trust in you. And, and Lord, we just pray that you would be with Brian and Wendy in a powerful way. Lord, may you be perceived at work in their lives. Father, we pray for these upcoming months for them. May you be glorified. And Lord, we pray for each person in this body. May you take hold of their lives. May you make real that you are present. May you be perceived as you do a new work. Lord, I long for this body to know you deeply and personally and passionately. What's God calling you to hand over to Him? Whatever it is right now, name it, hand it to Him privately right where you are, and trust your God. Just take a moment to worship Him. stand with me as i close in prayer and then we'll sing this closing worship song to our king lord we thank you we love you we worship you we are blessed by you lord may we turn that blessing back on you and honor and praise you you are so worth it no matter what we face no matter what we're going through we trust you you are awesome and glorious redeemer savior and lord May you be worshipped in this place and in our lives. And all of God's people said, Amen.